And hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome in to this episode of Big Drive Energy. I am your host, Spencer Smith, here with my brother, the legend, Mitchell Smith. What's going on, everyone? And before we get to our our special guest today, who uh, just just came to Colorado this week for their yearly trip to the beautiful state of Colorado, playing some great golf that is very different from the rest of the world, which we'll talk about. Uh, I just want to tell you guys, so you can use our code BDE, and that saves you $10 on upgrading your regular DNVR membership into a DNVR golf membership. So what the golf membership gets you. Gets you a CGA membership, which gets you a handicap. So you can keep track of your scores, keep track of your handicap, figure out how to get strokes from other players when you're playing them. Um, it also gets you percentage off lessons with both of us. Gets you uh, $15 off green fees at Spring Valley, a.k.a. the Valley of Fun. Gets you percentage off of green fees at Common Ground Golf Course in Aurora. Great track out there. Um, it also gets you guys lessons with us, like I said. So if you guys want to schedule lessons, this is a good time to do it before the snow starts flying here in Colorado. So email us at the golf bros or sorry, golf bros at the DNVR.com. We can get you guys set up with a time. We can meet at family sports. We can meet at spring Valley, wherever you guys want to do that. So use our code BDE upgrade your regular DNVR membership to a golf membership. Or if you don't have a DNVR membership at all, sign up for one right now, use that code, save yourself $10 and you can get a golf membership, which includes all of our content we're going to start doing a ton of course reviews now that the season's winding down. We got our golf term Tuesdays. We got a bunch of content for you guys coming all the time. And we got some hot. merch coming here soon. Yeah, we got some merch coming in soon. So we got the DNVR golf polo. It's an OGO polo. Um, great, great merch. Great stuff from Eric and D-Line Co. and all those guys. So you can get your, you can use that code BDE and get 10% off any of the merch at dnvrlocker.com as well. So, all right. Without further ado, we're going to introduce our guests here. We got Oliver Gibson and Alec Ramsey, a.k.a. Skins and Y'all. Uh, two guys we met. We'll get into this story. Mitchell will tell a little more about this story. But uh, we met these dudes a while ago. Mitchell did. Now they come out to Colorado every year. We have a blast. We play golf. We get hammered. And then now we've yeah. added podcasts to the, to the resume. So Yeah, you love to see it. What's going so, on, guys? OG, <laughs> Oliver, OG, Skins, and Y'all, what's up, guys? How's it going, boys? So, yeah, it's... um. Kind of turned this like annual trip, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I guess like Mitch and I met, God, how many years ago was that? Almost a decade at this point. Yeah, we were like seventeen, so it's <laughs> been crazy. it's been a hot minute. Yeah, we were the chosen ones from our respective <laughs> states. <laughs> we were we were chosen. You put it that way. So yeah, 
Uh, kept in touch and it's been fun. Well, how did you guys meet? Like, what, what wasn't happened? Wasn't in like, Florida? Didn't you say it was in Florida? Yeah, yeah. so it was down in uh, West Palm. And um, so we we uh, got respect, uh, uh, chosen for these, this, like, it was a junior Ryder Cup camp. And um, it was one we guy, one girl. Yeah, we were pretty dope. So it was <laughs> at like, the time, <laughs> at the time. At the time. Currently not as dope. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Old man. We, did, we, we didn't win our match today. So anyway. <laughs> It was one guy and one girl from each state. So um, I was the um, representative of the male group from Indiana, and Mitch was a guy from Colorado, and we got paired up for this like, it was like a just a random stroke play event, and uh, Mitch and I just kind of hit it off. Like we just got along and became friends and kept in touch over the last like three or four years. And next thing you know, I met Spence when they came to Indy. Mistake. I honestly can't figure out <laughs> the first time meeting Mitchell why the fuck anyone else wants to hang around him for more than about 10 minutes. I mean, I lived with the guy for 21 years, but fuck, he's annoying. You know what? I got a brother that's a younger than me, and I can't figure out the same thing. He has, he has a no great, he puts on a great facade when you first meet him, yeah. so, you know, it's fine. The longer you know me, the worse it gets. 100%. I feel the same way, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've we've honestly had some fun times. I mean, we played in the Junior Ryder Cup together, and then we met out in Indy for the Colts-Broncos game. Yep. Then we went to Charleston. Then we went to Charleston, played some great golf out there, and now they're here in Denver. Was there one other trip? Or yeah, is Denver uh, the first no. time. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. about, about – so usually, like, you guys come out east one year or, like, yep. once a year, and I, we go out west once a year, so mm-hmm. – yeah, it's, it's perfect. So it's fun. So last year they came to Colorado, and we took them to the Valley of Fun, of course, the what? place that now Blake Bordros calls home. The we're boat. Gonna, the boat. The fucking boat. <laughs> we're gonna. The we're, boat. In case any of you guys didn't see from our Twitter, Blake Bordros played at Spring Valley on Monday. Had a great time. We're gonna get him on this podcast. So look out for the Blake Bordros Big Drive Energy podcast at will, some point. I will give him cash. I don't think he needs it, but I'll pay it. <laughs> I'll well, give him golf. You can I'll give, give him, him range I'll tokens. I'll give him 10 Mitch. golf lessons just to be on this pod. But Blake Bortles comes out to Spring Valley, so we took these guys out. They came out to Spring Valley, um, and then we went out and played Bear Dance. So they got to see. We wanted to take yeah. them to a mountain course, a kind of a Colorado-level, Colorado-style type of course. So we thought Bear Dance would be a good you know, difference maker essentially from what they wouldn't see in Indiana. And what do you guys think of Bear Dance? Like, wh- this is unreal. So basically, our podcast and our job at DNBR Golf, or what we're trying to do here, is we're trying to promote co- golf in Colorado, because unlike other states, a lot of other states in the South, the East, we don't get PGA tournaments here. We don't have a lot of love for golf. But people that come here and play golf, they're like, "Wow, these mm. courses are incredible. They're so much different." from every other course I've ever played, different type of grass, different type of views. And that's basically what today's podcast is going to kind of be mostly centered around is the fact that Colorado golf is really way cooler and way different than a lot of people would maybe think right off the bat, depending upon the part of Colorado you go to, of course. But there's tons of mountain courses, and even the course we played today, Fossil Trace, which we'll get into our match. I don't want to talk too much about it. I was hitting three off the tee every fucking hole. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's how it goes. But, like, there's a lot of courses in Colorado that are just so different from anywhere you guys have seen. And so that's kind of what, like I said, what today's podcast is based around. So what did you guys think of Bear Dance last year? Alex, 
Go ahead, I, lead off. I thought Bear so Dance was speak Alex, speak on Indiana a little bit and then I'll speak on uh Charleston. Yeah. So first off, yeah, Indiana golf, obviously way different than out here in Denver. Uh not a lot of elevation change. Uh you guys call it playing at sea level, right? So distances for me are way different. I mean, I feel like I was annoying the shit out of you guys today asking what club to hit, where where to hit it, but it makes a difference and you guys experienced it going from here to Charleston. And it's just such a huge difference. So that is obviously the main. Yeah. So talk a little bit more like it specifically, like what kind of clubs did you hit today for certain yardages versus what you would have hit in Indiana or Charleston? Yeah. Let's say. So bear dance last year. Incredible. I've played golf since I was three years old yep, and same. I'm now 26 and it was bear dance last August was the longest course I have ever played in my life yeah. yardage wise. And it was roughly 7,800, yeah. maybe 7,800. We tipped it out. I think it's like 76 yeah, from the tip, yeah. 75, 7,600 yards. And so yards. at first I was kind of intimidated. and But then you realize, like, so I grew up, we grew up in Indiana, which is about 600 feet above elevation, sea level. And then I moved to Charleston 2018, and I'm like 20 feet above sea level. <laughs> maybe. In so certain go, spots. In yeah. certain spots. So I go out there, and I'm hitting a nine iron, which I standard hit like, 160, 155, yeah. 160. I'm piping 170, 175. And that's what's so different, like that par three where I was really in between clubs today. Because obviously it looks just as far as back home, right? But it's easily a club, maybe club and a half difference. So getting your mind to tell yourself, you know, that it's okay to hit an eight iron from 175. I mean, because back home, that's crazy, right? You're going to be... But but that's the beauty of golf, right? So right. it's like you have to be able to feel yourself around the golf course. And exactly. So when you go to different parts of the country, which, which, are, which our pros do, is that you have to know how to adjust. Absolutely. And so, like, when you play at it's sea level... It's a good level, test. It's, it's a, a good great test. test. And, mm -hmm. and Colorado golf is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, I played... We both played college golf. Yep. We played all around the country. And so... We play all these different golf courses, but it's it's unreal. The elevation changes, the different par threes, the way the greens hit, the way they react. So like, you actually have to like almost have not so much a caddy, but like a Mr. Spencer, like be able to coach you around this golf course, right. to where you can be able to react with these different yardages and everything. So it's yeah. um, it's been fun. I mean, it's always fun it coming. It's out a challenge, out which is which makes it. You know, which makes is, it more which, fun. Which is why you play the game of golf. When you hit these big drives and you're like, wow, that, that bitch is going 330. <laughs> and back home, you know, you probably hit a drive and you're, oh, that maybe touched 280, 290, 300. All day long. And here mm -hmm. it's like 300. Not saying it's an easy drive for everybody. Eh. But most people, it's like, all right, 300 is what kind of what we expect to hit off the tee. So when we rolled up to a 480-yard par 4 today, Mitchell and I are kind of like, oh, you know, driver hits the right spot. We got nine iron, eight iron in. Which is not crazy. For me. Not for me personally. For Indiana. A Spencer got, hit like sand wedge in. I, hit, I think I hit like uh, long iron or <laughs> maybe a three wood. Maybe I did hit a tree, so that doesn't count. But I think I hit three wood. But basically here you're looking at any for both. All four of us are fairly similar in level of golf and 
we look at I a 250-yard so. carry here, yep. and you don't even think twice about it. You're like, yeah, I'll carry my driver right over that. No question. But back at, you know, at sea level, when I played in Florida, it was early in college. I was playing in the Jones Cup, which is all the PGM schools against each other. And I was hitting, at that time, middle of college, I was hitting an 8-iron, probably 170, 175 up here, which is what I still about what I still hit it, maybe a little, yep. little further now. And I was hitting an 8-iron stock, maxing out 150 to 155. Yeah. And you are you pull the 8-iron out, you're 150 out, and you look at the flag, and you can't... And I'm sure it's the same for you guys right now coming up here. Mm-hmm. You cannot trust it. That's, no, I'm like, can't. I can't make this swing full. <laughs> right. And even, you know, when I knew I had the right club, it took me 10 to 15 holes of the first round when we played in Charleston to be like, all right. You guys were way off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was hitting it flush, and I was like, cool, that's going to be flagged, and it lands short of the green, and I'm chipping. And I'm like, what the fuck is going that's on? That's like, like when I looked at you today, and you said hit 50 to gram. I'm like, there's not a chance in hell I can get 50 degree there there's from a, 145 there's yards. There's a very big difference between, like, so you look at the distance. You almost have to, like, feel, almost feel with your eyes. You're like, all right, yeah. well. I know how far this is going to carry and it's different whether you're, you're born on the East coast or the West coast. And like, so like it just really speaks true to how difficult the game of golf really is. 100%. Especially for the pros. Right. And like, even though like, whether you're an amateur and you're traveling, but this is like, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be mentally tough and you trust the game and your swing. And like, it is just, it's fun. It actually, actually it makes it fun. And then another big difference, Mitch and I were talking about it. I had 90 yards in, which is normally just a little 58 degree for me on that par five. And I flew it to the back of the green, which is 20 yards long of the flag. So those are big ones. And that's another huge, a wedge shot in general already is a feel shot. Now it's extra feel. Well, and a lot of people don't understand at altitude, the higher you hit the ball, like, so your wedges, for example, will go further at altitude, right? given, like, uh, all the same circumstances, whatever. But your wedges will go further than your longer clubs because they're going higher in the air. So the higher you hit each club, the further it goes in the air. Right. So here at altitude, you'll hit your wedges. So say you hit a stock sand wedge 100 yards, just for example. Here you're going to hit a sand wedge about 110. But driver... If you hit it 275 at uh, sea level, you're going to hit it like 295 here. Yeah. So the it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but your wedges are going to go a lot further out altitude simply because of the thickness in the air or lack thereof, the lack of humidity, the heat, whatever. But it really shows in your short clubs and then your long Absolutely. clubs. You're like, Oh, I'll hit driver, maybe 290 at sea level, hit 300 at altitude, 310 maybe, but you'll hit your wedges 10 yards further too. So it's kind of a trip really like you'll catch a wedge out here at altitude. And it'll just keep going. You think you're hitting no it hundred yards and it goes one fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's nuts. what happened today a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Well, and another thing I think that Alec touched on a little bit, talk to us about the difference, not only in elevation change and how far you hit your clubs, 
But the difference in especially, so we played Fossil Trace today. Great golf course, gymming golf course. If you guys don't know what that means. Thank you for having us out. <laughs> Thank you, Fossil Shout Trace. Out Fossil yeah. Trace. Yeah. Shout out Fossil Trace. No question. Of course, Beautiful, beautiful golf course. But those of us that are like golf purists aren't we're the not biggest purists. fans. Well, not I'm not saying we're golf purists. I but feel you. We're players. Like we, we know. Yeah. We don't just go out like we took these guys out there because this is Colorado golf and this changes it up for them. We could take them to a course that's more bland, if you will, and the only thing that changes for them is elevation and right. hitting the ball further. But right. talk a little bit about the difference in just some of the shots we saw today, some of the uphill par fours, some of the downhill par fives, the gymming effect of bowls around greens where I think <laughs> so we hit between the four of us. What is that? 18 times four, 72 drives drives or uh, tee shots today. Yeah. And, I bet you on out of the 72, probably 30, at least 30 to 40, we were all like, okay, that'll kick left. That'll kick right. Because there's so much mm -hmm. change in the yeah. the ground and the way the course looks and the way the course is set up versus probably Indiana and South Carolina where when you hit a ball right, it's going to end up right. Today, I hit plenty balls right. And some of them ended up in the middle of the fairway. You hit up fine. Yeah. And, and so talk to us a little bit about the difference in – side hill you know in indiana south carolina i'm sure you don't have you know not every every shot today in the fairway i'd say 90 percent of them was a slight side hill lie or slight uphill lie or slight downhill lie and how that changes the way you hit shots so yeah i i, I can start off with that so um i live in charleston south carolina and we're about 22 feet above sea level so on a good day. On yeah. a good day. Just so precise. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very flat. It's very tree-lined. So when I don't really have a lot of ball above my feet, ball below my feet type of lies. I grew up that way, and I traveled across the country, and I played golf since I was three. So I've seen that. But, like, going out to Fossil Trace today, which was a great track, if you haven't seen it or played it, you should definitely. Must go out there. That was must great go course. out there. Greens were pure. You have to hit certain shots to be able to play that course. It was different. So, like, I look at a hole, especially the par threes, and you you, you see that bowl effect. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, so in my head, I'm like, all right, I see the pin. It's in a tough spot. I don't have to act Let's talk about that. The, the pin locations today, insane. <laughs> but, like, but someone the must thing. have pissed off Alec, the here's green. The thing. We don't have to aim at the pin. <laughs> right. Because you can rely if you yes. miss a shot. But there's. The there, bull effect will funnel that back into where there was you a few could, shots though that so I would say was it five that way left pin was no there's some dirty nuts. pins <laughs> it, I was on the well you were in the bunker Oliver which um, one was that they have par four yeah <laughs> I had a three forty drive made a six yeah 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 I remember that, that one that was the hole so Oliver piped it. It was like 410, 420. He had a flip wedge in. Hit it long and right. Not it good. wasn't even long and right. It was literally like eight <laughs> yards offline to the right. And I hit. This pin was tucked in a little gully in the back left. But there which, was, it we, was like three tiers. Fossil Trace had a tournament that day. Which, okay, whatever. It's fine. But even then, it's like, it's scramble. You, you really want to put the pins there? It's a little yeah. unnecessary. And the greens greens roll so pure there. Yeah, that was no, they were greens awesome. were rolling the out like a were thirteen awesome. today. And uh, I I made a crazy two putt 
Yeah. That didn't matter because Spencer actually made birdie there. Which was that your only birdie today? Fuck you! I made three. <laughs> was it, oh, proud, just, proud it, of every, proud of every unit. <laughs> it was there, a fun day though. There's I mean, units it, out there, and he made three of them. It's so different when you play at at a flat elevation. Well, that's whether the thing. It's, it's it's Charleston or, or Indiana, where I was born and raised, and Alex is from, and I mean Indiana's only six hundred feet above sea level, but it's like. You just get, like, so many different types of lies. Well, that's what I was telling Mitch. Like, you never have an even lie here. Yeah. I mean, you got the ball above your feet, the ball below your feet, slight angle here and there. It's You never have a flat lie. Yeah. Then going into a green that is. Yeah, it's it's hard enough. Yeah. And then, and then you have to deal with the, the pin ball location above your and, feet. Yeah. yeah, and then you go pin location. Fossil trace is a, is a true test of. Being accurate off the tee for, for the most part, and then you you make sure you hit your you hit your spots on the green. Dude, I hit it like shit, and I think I play well score wise. I think I was the best out of the four of us. And I how many birdies did you have? Um, I think I shot two or three under, and I made. You shot two. You shot seventy. Yeah, I shoot seventy. Well, the last two holes don't count because it was fucking it dark. It was pitch black. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> dark. I uh, I bogeyed. You also drank way too many White Claws. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I had uh, maybe seven or eight in a few shots. But uh, I think it made five, five or six birdies and three or four bogeys. Um, but there's a lot of gettable holes out there. It really is. There, there really is. There is so many holes where you put yourself in the right position. That course is is, is very, very uh, gettable. Very gettable. And the thing was, is like Oliver and I were riding together, and most of the time I was looking at him, and I was like, I hit that like shit we, all and, day. Yeah, I I didn't hit a single shot. How many I was tee like, shots? That's all over it. I didn't hit a single shot where I was like super pumped about it. Uh, except for the par three where I almost jarred it. What yeah. was that? Five? Uh, four. Four. Is that one, two, three? Yeah, four. Both four. The Smith, both was... the Smith brothers had a little uh, <laughs> excitement tonight on the golf course. We had a hole-in-one scare a couple of times where yeah. if they had gone in, we wouldn't be able to record this podcast <laughs> currently because <laughs> we'd be down at the bar below us probably – Taking shots blacked until out. yeah, blacked out. Shout yeah. out to DNVR because they would have had to support that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they would have had the shots flowing just like an Avs goal shot or a Nuggets win shot. It would have been it would have been tra- well not a tragedy. So no. maybe let's, for me let's waking move up on for work. to um, Alec. Let's let's talk about more about Alec, the golf house. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Call me my real name, Skins. Call me by my <laughs> fucking real name. All right, so yeah, this is one of this is one of the things we wanted to talk about with these guys because golf is changing in a lot of ways. We've talked about Bryson DeChambeau a ton on this podcast and how he's changing the game, but the actual game of golf is changing from a fact of like ten years ago, if you had a flight scope or a launch monitor, etc., that could tell you all these numbers, it was you had to be rich. You had to be a tour player. You had to be a guy that had a lot more money than everyone else. And now, guys like fucking Mitchell have a flight scope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but... Fucking broke boys over here. Fucking broke boys out on the hey, fucking... Hey, that was expensive. 
No, I understand that. But a lot of people have more access to these now. Absolutely. And so, Alec, you work at the golf house. You run the golf house. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about what that is. And now this is in Indiana. So if you guys yep. are ever what city? Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. You guys are ever in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Hit up the golf house because it's an awesome spot. It's a great place to go play golf when you can't. The Indiana is similar to Colorado, right? Like where the winter, it's yeah. not. You're not necessarily golfing mid December like yeah, Arizona. You can't play outside. No, yeah, you can't you, play outside. You're, you're not. You don't want to go outside. So, golf has evolved into a year round sport everywhere. Like we have Top Golf now. We have two mm -hmm. Top Golfs in Colorado. Where if it's 32 degrees, I played Top Golf on a New Year's Day once, and it was sn literally snowing. It's a blast. And it's a good time. Yep. The heaters are on, but you can still hit balls. So the golf house is a great house where we, you can't have cities where Top Golf is not yet present. Right. Which they're expanding rapidly. They are. You have Alec, who is running the golf house. Yeah, so tell yeah. us more about the golf yeah, so house. The what golf is it? The golf house is super cool. Uh, we're going into year three right now, which is crazy. But uh, we have three full swing simulators is what they're called. They're based out of San Diego. Tiger and Jordan Spieth are two of the main names. They actually have them in their own houses for their to practice on. Um, but no, we've got a bar and a lounge up there. Like I said, three simulators. And then we actually have an indoor, obviously indoor, but driving range, putting green, and short game area as well. All in one area inside a sports field house that has basketball, volleyball, and indoor soccer courts and you guys provide like a, a winter long league right yeah so we have over we do a fall league and a winter league um but our big ones obviously the the winter league that starts about right after christmas and takes you the theory of it is is to take you right into the spring to take you outside so we've got over a hundred teams of two people on each team so it's completely blown up and like you said it's kind of nice now because out of, and Fort Wayne has a ton of golf courses, but it's awesome because obviously once all those courses close, all those diehard golfers, and not even diehard, just people that like playing golf, come to us, you know, wanting to get their fix on golf. We've got over 90 courses to choose from on our simulators, which is super cool too. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of taken off in its own right with leagues or you just go up there and play for fun with your buddies, obviously get the drinks flowing and stuff like that. So, it's uh, you're right. It's definitely taken off, and it's almost a whole industry by itself now. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just incredible how golf has grown into that. Where, because we have even at Spring Valley, we have a ton of members that if we had something like the golf house, and we're yeah. trying to build that at Spring Valley, we're trying to build some sort of a driving range or something that people can use in the winter Absolutely. because. It's not like Arizona. It's not like South Carolina People where... People want their fix. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're diehards. They show Absolutely. up every morning. And it's not even... You don't even have to be good. Like we, like one of our slogans, if you will, at the golf house, like, you don't have to be an A player to come to us, right? Like, you can be a C player. That doesn't mean you don't want to play. Yeah. You know? Like, come in and enjoy it. Like I said, it's doesn't have to be super serious just because you're playing in the winter. No, exactly. Like you're training. It's not training. And that's right? one of our biggest points of like DNVR golf and why we're trying to, because more people this year in general with coronavirus Taking have played off. golf than ever before. Absolutely. And people are getting into it that have never gotten into it before. And there's people that even in the winter, they get, they get the bug. I've seen people that just start out and they're like, ah, golf isn't really for me. Yep. They go out, they play with their buddies. They make a tee time on Sunday morning when they're right. off. They have a great time, and whether or not they shot 
130 or 73, you don't, they don't care afterwards because they just had a great time. They spent their time with their bros, with their girls, whatever it is. Absolutely. And they, they got drunk. They had, you know, six pack of Trulies on the turn (laughs) and they had a good time. And that's what not only golf provides, but places like the golf house provide. That's exactly what we want people to do. Exactly. You don't care how good anybody is. No, we, and you know what? It's great when people come tell us how they did or the teams that win our league. Obviously that's awesome, but there's a lot more B, C and D golfers than there are A, and there's nothing against the A golfers, but golf doesn't have to be, people always think it's an old man sport or it's super serious. You can't like, you have to be super quiet. I don't think we were quiet at all today (laughs) once. I mean, that's outrageous. So like the stereotypes of golf need to change. And I think they are changing, especially in the golf house. We have sound bars everywhere, 16 TVs. It's loud as shit up there. But that's in a good way. Like, we create that atmosphere. That's what we want. And oh, people yeah. love it. Like the course we played today, Fossil Trace. They had fucking Bluetooth speakers <laughs> How in the cars. Sick was that? We were both jamming tunes as loud as they could Absolutely. possibly go from our phones All while we were long. playing. And that's how it, golf used to be, or it's transitioning from it's that changing. very serious, very old man, you have to be rich, et cetera. All the stereotypes that it has taken on. And it's changing into, hey, you can wear joggers, you can wear shorts, and go out there and have a good time. And depending upon the course you play, you know, some places are still going to be serious and they're still going to be all uptight and you have to wear a collared shirt and et cetera, et cetera. But mostly golf is, we're trying to get it, people to realize that it's not as serious as people think it is. No, it's not. And that's the biggest thing that non-golfers think, right? Oh, yeah. And I heard you guys talk about on a previous podcast, like, People always come up and tell you what you shot. Like, that's great. But in the end, like, no one's going to remember what you shot or, no offense, but care what you shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> well, as golf pros, we sit there and we listen to some dude. I get it ra- all the time, rail, too. Rail through his 80 fucking five. Like, it was, <laughs> like, he just, like, he shot the best round of his life. But I'm like, dude, it was 85. Like, Think about you guys. I'm hearing people talk about their simulator round scores. It's even yeah, <laughs> what, with the auto worse? with the auto two putt. With the we got we have eight foot gimmies on, and this guy's telling me about his career round at Pebble Beach back nine fall league. I had eight foot gimmies. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, sir. We have eight foot gimmies on. You're not putting out. But no, oh it's God. all in good fun. Like, and people enjoy it, love it. So the game of golf is definitely changing, and and you can see it's, it's it is turning more into a year round sport. Mm-hmm. Which is encouraging because the game of golf is there's a lot more than just actually playing it. I mean, you can learn so many life lessons and mm-hmm. Alex and we were just saying memories. You were just saying that too, not to be cheesy. I would but say it's <laughs> one of the games you I play would say forever. It's yeah, working its way towards like the millennial and like uh, yeah. COVID almost had like a almost positive effect of golf because it's like it, were, it was really the only Social thing you could distance, do. Yeah, dude, completely could, positive at Spring Valley. We hit. We hit our 2019 number of rounds played in on September 4th of That's 2020. Crazy. That's insane. And that we we're still going. We had 150, 160 players today. And isn't that crazy? On a Wednesday in the middle of October. And isn't that crazy? Like it's it's not just one state or a couple or a region thing. Like it's the same thing with us. We're expecting to have so many more teams than our previous season because we're just now getting into our quote unquote season. We already can tell it's taking off, which that shows it's a countrywide thing, 
that golf's starting to really take off, and that's that's super cool. Maybe we have one positive effect from COVID. Yeah, yeah like COVID's right. been rough. <laughs> COVID's been rough yeah. on places like where we're at now, the DNVR bar. We've had awesome watch parties for the Nuggets, the Avs, the Broncos, etc. But we can only have fifty people downstairs, right? And it's very serious it's about very wh- how yeah. many people you can have at a table. You have to wear your mask when you get up. You have to wear your mask to your table. You have to. You can only be a certain X amount of parties per table. And we have to do. You know, we do watch parties here, but we do them by reservation, and then people don't show up, and it's like that kills oh you know the business but Mm -hmm. golf has actually thrived in this like we we try to order sets of clubs for people at spring valley like full sets for people that have never played golf before that just want to set and we're like yeah we can get that in november december because every manufacturer not only they're running less capacity but they're so behind on everything and isn't that crazy you guys probably it's i'm at least we're dealing with the golf house they're not dealing with it but we're seeing it we're doing a bunch of learn to play um kind of weekly lessons for people that have never played before and our registrations for those are going through the roof of like adults and kids that have never played before but want to get into the game of golf and that's awesome to see you know again oh, yeah. growing the game yeah that's literally that's one of our most popular things we have going on is our learn to play series where people of all ages are want to just learn how to play yeah which and, is awesome. and that's our job as golf professionals we no matter what, you could have had a little like you could have had three to four more players. When we filled up the tee sheet on a Saturday or Sunday with three hundred players at Spring Valley, it it's like where there was a a single at three o five p.m. could have had a foursome there. Absolutely. There's more people that can always come out and growing this game, which was no joke. When I got into this business in 2011, when I graduated high school and then went to PGM school, almost every class I took on golf management was like, all right, how do we grow this game? How do we improve? Yep. And we talked about barriers, you know, what kind of barriers are there for golf? And A, it takes a lot of time, and there's it no does. doubt about that. It does. And, you know, like today we played, we've teed off a 220 at Fossil Trace, and sun goes down right now around 615, 620, gets pitch black about 645, 650. So, we knew four and a half hours we were pushing it. And that's a lot of time to commit to something. I, I can't disagree with that. But at the same time, there's always playing nine holes. There's always afternoon. There's always, you know, you don't have to play 18. And there's so many barriers currently being broken down because golf isn't the old stuck-up member no. that wears his polo shirt and doesn't allow anyone to play when he's away. It's moving away from that. And I'm not saying that, like, the older people are ruining the game of golf. No, they we're just, not saying that's wrong. They just, just grew up with a different type of absolutely. game than we're growing up with. 100%. Because, like, how many de- how many times a day do we respect the honors of the team? No, zero. <laughs> I fucking teed off every time after right. someone else made a birdie first because I wanted to go up there and fucking hit it. Right. And I didn't give but a fuck. But some people would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. We're nowadays, like, at least people are. It's like, we don't give a shit about that, right? Like, at least, you know. I feel like that's a common yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no one cares. And that's right. what's cool about like learning these learn to play programs you guys have. Yep. We have Get Golf Ready, which is a huge PGA sponsored thing where it's not like necessarily teaching you how to be a good golfer. No. It's teaching you how to go out there and do the proper things while you're exactly. on the golf course because as much as we try to move this sport into fun and into ex- 
just hanging out with your bros. There's also some etiquette and some rules yeah, and some things you got to do when you're out there. For sure. And we you touch know, on those and we, too. And when we do our don't be that golfer every week, a lot of those pertain to people that do the shit that we hate. As Absolutely. golf pros, as people that play college golf, people that have played high-level competitive golf, you know what to do and what not. But right. it's one of those few sports where you can truly go out and just have a good time and dick around. And as long as you do a few things right, like you're never going to show up to Lifetime Fitness drunk off your ass and try to play pickup no. basketball. No. Because some dudes are going to be pissed at you, right? Absolutely. Most of the time, you can show up to a golf course, have a few road trulies, have a few road beers on the way there, not driving. We don't <laughs> promote road that. Road hammered off your ass. Yeah, and get or away with you, it and have a good time. If you Oliver. Uh, <laughs> you throw them out your window. Uh. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing that back? Wow. You're bringing that back? That was two years back. ago. <laughs> For the record, we don't. Promote no. drinking and driving. If you Absolutely if you're not. gonna drink on the golf course, get a ride home. Be responsible. Yeah. Have your girlfriend come pick you up. Have your have your buddy. Have your mom come pick you up. Worst case scenario. <laughs> shout out Uber. Shout out Lyft. Yeah, exactly. Shout, shout out Rona. That has saved me yeah. more times than I care to count. And that's why golf is so fun. You 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 can't show up to the gym and play five on five and be hammered. It just doesn't happen. No. I'm if it if it has, I, I'd like to see that person because they probably got fucking boot off the court immediately Absolutely. or any other sport but this game you show up and what's the first thing you do before you go out on the course you buy a six-pack we did that today <laughs> did Toss we go to fat... the range first boys actually 12 yeah we bought I a bought 12. Mitchie, 12 mitchy did we go to the range first or did we go to the bar first well you guys went to the range i went to the bar <laughs> and you volunteered i'm not yeah you did oh, volunteer. no i'm not talking shit but I bought twelve white claws and it was seventy nine dollars. <laughs> I, <laughs> you told us that when you got to the range, I, I couldn't was believe shocked. that. I and honestly was shocked. Spencer, maybe that's the next and thing that switches shout out prices. Fossil Trace, they were awesome. Thank you for having us. But thirty nine dollars <laughs> for a six pack is a little steep. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little thrown off by that. Other than that, though, it was a great time. <laughs> I was just taken back. She goes, oh, 12, 12 White Claws, that's $79. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't order 12 shots of Patron. <laughs> yeah, $79 for 12 White Claws. And honestly, I really can't talk that much shit because golf courses do have to make margins on drinks and everything else because golf... Even if you think golf courses are making a lot of money, they're not. No. If you pay $70, $75 for a round of golf, yep. $100 for a round of golf, the golf course is not making over maybe $10 it's just to keep them in business, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. It's, it's all going back into the course. Absolutely. So they make their margins on liquor. I was just a little surprised at the six fifty. Or truly, <laughs> took me back. But was, Spencer, was, you win some, you lose some. That's that's probably the biggest negative of golf, in general, is pricing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, you know, yeah, playing that's a, that's and all a that huge, stuff. That's a huge barrier. Right, and that's the one thing. At least at the golf house for us, we started doing it, and I know golf courses can't really do it, but we we do everything up there group rated, so it's forty dollars per hour per group, and people love that because you know it just doesn't not that it doesn't sound as bad. But I think that's the next step for golf is it needs to be a, a little bit more affordable 
to get even more people involved. But like Mitch said, you can't go stupid low because the courses need that money not just to put in their own pocket, but to keep the course nice and maintain it. There, people need to understand that is a lot of work and a lot of money that goes into it. Oh, yeah. And people don't understand. Yeah, that's what, like you said, people don't understand no. how much just being out at Spring Valley, we have one day, one night where the water, and this actually happened to us this year, the water, the sprinklers didn't go off one night and yeah. it was hot. Two mm -hmm. days in a row, and the sprinklers didn't go off it one night because there was the a grass. wire. And literally, the grass in that whole area where the sprinklers didn't go off was brown in two days. And you can't recover from stuff like that no. instantly. It takes time. And so they, that's one of the things that, like you said, it's a big barrier to golf because it is fairly expensive. But that's why, you know, we get a lot of people playing at twilight times, which is awesome. That's when you can come out, and it's a little cheaper. We played our twilight round today, where you finish when it's the whole the whole time the last nine holes the sun was going down. We were it was those assholes, and it was amazing. Yeah, you know we were rolling in with the carts when it was dark. They had the lights on trying to clean them, etc. But you know we wanted to get our eighteen holes in, and that's how it goes. Like we understand that as golf professionals, sometimes it annoys the shit out of us when people are. And this may be my don't be that golfer that week. I don't want to ruin it, but when people are out there with flashlights. <laughs> trying to fucking find their ball and the pro shop staff just wants to go home you know sometimes just have a little consideration yep but overall that's that's where the game of golf needs to grow there's going to be your members that have played golf for 30 40 years that want to play 8 a.m on a sunday great yep. go out and have mm -hmm. at it but if these golf courses are going to survive there's been multiple golf courses in colorado especially colorado springs where a lot of our high school teams play that have closed down because they simply can't afford to water the course, to pay a maintenance tax. Fort, Fort Wayne's had three courses closed in the last two years. Exactly. It's hard. <laughs> and you have to you have to be busy. You have to make money. And it just goes to show you, like, no matter when you're playing, you're helping that course out. But you're also you also need to show support to that course and be you like, do. hey, right. you know, I like this place. I like coming here. I, I buy some beers. Buy, you know, do like mm -hmm. experience. A lot of courses aren't course golf courses in general. When you buy a golf course, you're not you're not going to strike it rich with the golf course. It's not real estate. No, nope. it's a long term business plan. And if you do it the right way, you'll make money. Yeah. If you have a course but in the right market, the right area. But some some g people that own courses just do it. I know this sounds cheesy too or cliche, but for the love of the game, right? They just love golf so much they want it to be open and have people and families come out and play. And I. I mean, I know there's courses like that in Fort Wayne, at least, where people have bought courses just to keep them alive, just so people can play. So, Right, and that's how Mitchell and I started golfing. We, we played family night with our mom. You know, we had a single mom growing up. It was just uh, her and the two of us. Mm -hmm. We couldn't afford to golf on a Sunday morning. It was, hey, can we, is, there was a family night tea time. I think it was, you paid for the whole tea time. It was like 32 or $35 to walk nine holes yeah. after 5.30 on weekends. And we'd show up at 5.30, we'd go out and play just the three of us, and we could afford it. And that's how it was. And that turned us into golf pros and turned us into loving the game. So simple things like that that courses can do and any place, you know, group rates, et cetera, where mm -hmm. you bring – the more people you bring, the cheaper it is. Also, the more people you bring, the more people are going to get back. So it's like a, a vicious cycle but a good cycle that grows this game where it doesn't become that stuffy – 
oh, you know, you have to play 18 holes. You have to wear right. a collared shirt. You have to finish every putt. You have, you have to, to be quiet. Yeah. I think that's the biggest stereotype is people think you got to be dead silent. No, like, and I love <laughs> when people come to Spring Valley and they're not blasting your music. We no, have, but they're having fun. We have some dude that brings a, literally a fucking a subwoofer <laughs> really? that, that yeah, takes up the entire right unreal. seat of the cart. He has to get his own cart. Fucking joke. But that's what golf is turning into. And if golf courses don't support that and don't realize other, you know, we're taking out the private clubs that charge fifty, sixty thousand dollars initiation right, fees right. that they can pay their pros, they can pay their maintenance staff, they can pay everybody. If three or four members, they have three or four members a year, we're taking these guys out of the equation. But all these littler courses or smaller courses that thrive off the business day to day, it has to be steady business, and it has, it has to, to be. be. You have to grow the game. You can't just expect people to show up. You have to have reasons for them to show up, mm -hmm. whether it's your drink specials or your twilight times, etc. And et we're the exact same way. And you have to have people show up and want to come play. And that's what for grows sure. this game. And that's what we're trying to do, not only as golf in general, as golf pros, but DNVR golf. Like we're trying to show people that it doesn't have to be serious. Like no. you can go out and play with your friends and have a great time. And spend a you know spend a few dollars, but you spend money going to anything. Like I spend money every time. We haven't been to a sport. I haven't been to a sporting event in who the fuck knows how long. It's been too long. It's been since like March tenth, March March fifth. We went to the Vancouver Canucks Avalanche birthday. game nice. in Vancouver. That's I. That's the last time I've been to an arena, is March fifth. Don't you wish some new people to golf could like, could have followed us around today? Like we all probably shot pretty damn well, you know. Yeah, but none of them. But and no one was like taking it super serious or trying. So you almost wish like people like except that could for fucking skins on the 18th hole, <laughs> searching for his goddamn ball in the weeds for 20 minutes. Still my par. It, it, it's fucking but dark you know out. I, mean? I wish they could follow us around and be like, you know, four college level players didn't take it so seriously, still had fun, still played well, but you know, didn't follow any of the normal stereotypes of golf. And I think that's huge, especially people that played at a higher level. People think we take it the most serious. Like, I probably take it the least serious out of anybody I know, you know? Oh, yeah, there's 40, 50 handicapped members at our course that take it more serious than Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. And, and there's also a massive trade-off because, like, if you think about it, like, usually the, the, the higher-level players have been playing it a lot longer than the 40 and 50 handicapped. So... The 40 and 50 handicaps are the ones that get out on the weekends where they don't you think have to they're work. trying harder or you well, think it's because they take it more seriously. And it's right. Like, this is my like I got Saturday, Sunday off, so I'm going to play golf seriously as opposed to like. Our caliber of players or whoever's been taking it seriously, like we've been playing it for mm -hmm. 10, 12. So you 15. still play good without taking it super serious. Yeah, like we know. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to play golf. It's like a weekend thing, but like the guys that like maybe just got into it, like maybe they do whatever, and like they that is their like escape. Yeah. For the last three or four years, like they just want to go out and play. Like it's yeah, a lot it's, of fun. it's a hobby. It's a it hobby. Really, yeah. They, it's a hobby. Maybe they just found it. It's like yeah. It's a and, matter of perspective. And honestly, it's like, like, like you were saying, most people think it's a weekend thing. It's but it's not. No. You can go play Monday night, Tuesday night. I mean, our league is on. Our men's league is on Thursdays. And we have 200-plus guys. That's awesome. I yeah. have met more people in the men's league than my entire life in junior golf. That's awesome. 
and, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it is, and they're all very welcoming. I'm sure they everyone's out there for the same reason. Like you know what? And that's what's so cool. And then obviously golf's all about the connections. Like I've met so many new people being at the golf house and running there that those people will ask me to play golf in the summer when we're yeah. close, and that's awesome. Like when those people that you just met get to know you up there, just probably like you guys. I'm sure you guys get asked to play with people you see at your course all the time. That's cool to see people that, you know, want you to come play with them and get to know them more, and I think that's oh, pretty dude. neat. It's, it's been unbelievable. Like, we've gotten invited to Bandon. We've gotten mm-hmm. invited to Scot- like Scotland, different countries, different areas of the world. Just from people you meet through yeah, golf. Exactly. It's awesome. The connections are unbelievable. Yep. Well, and we, in college, they had the PGM kids. There was actually a class that people could come take through the college. They had to pay for it. But it was a weekend, and it was like, learn basically learn how to golf and learn how to... You don't have to be good, no. but do you know how many business deals are done on the golf course? Absolutely. It's an incredible amount. Half the cards we run every day at the golf course at Spring Valley are a business card where the guy's like, I need a receipt. This is a write-off. Yep. Because that's a four to five hour meeting time where you maybe have a few drinks. It is the best opportunity where you can, if you're a business person, if you're in sales especially, where it's not so much like, for lack of better terms, trapping a client for four hours. It is like, it is a spot where you can create a long lasting relationship, but you can thrive from gaining business in the future because you made a friend and they trust you and they like you and they know you. And it does help you if you're a little good at golf in those business meetings. Oh, absolutely. And if you're halfway good. Because you get so much respect. I'll tell you what. I've gained probably and I I, I gained a I, I joined a club about six weeks ago. Three or four clients. Yep. And I've we've been able to help them out in some way or another. Yeah, and you don't like you said, being good at it helps, but it also breaks down a lot of walls when you meet that person and you go play golf with them versus sitting in a, in an office like you're in a, you're both in suit and tie, they're interviewing you, etc. But you go out on the golf course with them, they hit a shot into the water and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, and then you hit a shot. You into just the water, get you're to like, know oh. people yeah, it's better. It's just like a more simple <laughs> relationship. Golf is, yeah. golf is like the one sport where you show your vulnerabilities emotionally and it's like and it's it could be 18 times 20 times yeah to like somebody just, right. absolutely just reveals who you are you just get to know someone yeah so much better the game of golf is growing it's it is plain and it's simple. here to last i guess covid is responsible for that <laughs> if there's one fucking positive thing to come out of that and uh you know we're, i think i guess we're all blessed because we were born with parents and mm-hmm. an opportunity to be able to advance this game so. oh yeah and once you get into it 90 percent of the people i like, not even good they get hooked they I start playing and they're like that. holy fuck this is so fun the, they can't even, the they're not one, even good it's, it's one, one shot, shot. the yep. learn to play people that we have once we like do start out with grip and putting and stuff once they hit like once they make their first putt or hit their first chip in the air hooked and I even tell them that. I'm like, all right, you're officially hooked. Just yeah. letting you know. Right. You're going to be playing golf for the rest of your life now. Oh, yeah. And it's not it's not hard to get hooked at this like to no. this game. Like, nope. We've, we've played at a high level. We've played shitty rounds. 
But there was a few. I, I fucking shot probably 85, 90 today, something like that. And there was a few shots where I was like, damn, I almost holed out. Yeah. I almost made up my first hole in yeah, one. You I don't give a shit. If you made hole in one today, you would not have cared if you shot 105. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so that that's what gets people hooked on this game. And, and you can play with your significant others, too. Right. You get your significant others into this game. And I've recently got <laughs> I recently got my girlfriend into this game, and she she was out hitting range balls till fucking dark. Yeah, it was pitch black, and I was like, "Where are you?" She's like, "Still on the range." She's make like she's hitting the tee with a driver and making sparks. So <laughs> I can fucking see the whole like it's like a firework. Yeah, and it's cool because people do get hooked, and it, it this gets, this game does hook you in, it does. and you get obsessed with it whether you're. Great, good, above average, below average, whatever the, you know, the term could be for that person. And yep. you want to play more. You want to hit balls. You want to go out to the course. Whether she wants to admit or not, uh, Skins and I have our girlfriends up here. I've been trying to get my girlfriend Allie into golf, and she won't probably admit this, but there were times in the summer where she asked me to go golf. Oh, yeah. And that's when you know you've got them. Yeah, exactly. Or like, hey, can we go to the range? Like, Absolutely, oh, yeah. we can go to the range. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. So, no, it's super cool. And I think a lot of other people, you know, DNVR golf, we're on the come up. We're still, but like places like guys like Foreplay, there's so many golf accounts. Love that, love everything they're doing. And speaking to that, our man OG over here actually <laughs> had a viral video. That's right. If you guys follow did for, Foreplay. Did, did Foreplay post that? Almost right away. They were one of the first ones. They were one of the first ones, yeah. Oh, okay. And so our boy OG over here had a shot uh, between two trees, really close to the pin. Great, great, great camera work. Who was that? Did you never? Was that Luke? Was that never Luke? photo that our buddy that Luke? That was Luke. Yeah. No, that was not Luke. So, um, <laughs> so take us through this this experience yeah. here. Yeah. So I play out. I'm. In, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Play you haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> is, is it 22 or 20 feet above sea level? Uh, 22. Oh wait, guys, he lives there. No, What'd get you out! Today? Not that best. Seventy-seven, I think. So anyway, uh, <laughs> shot seventy-two. So I play Skits. at a course called Stona Ferry. Um, Lakes of Stona Ferry. If, you, if, if you're ever in Charleston, it is a great track on the river. It is a very true test of golf. It's sixty-seven hundred yards from the back tees, but you you have to know how to play golf. You have to hit certain shots. So I've played out there now for about year and a half and a member for about six months and um we're on hole 15 which is a par five dog leg right and you can cut the corner and i like split these trees which is about four feet like four feet apart so if you read the comments of my shot which went viral everyone's like oh well the the uh the logical shot here is the play it out round right and like <laughs> hook it and i'm like all right guys well it wouldn't have gotten viral. If you, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I so play it out right, hooks it around a palm tree. You don't go viral. Congratulations. For do you not go viral for a punch out? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go viral for this, <laughs> unless you're a fucking uh, club pro guy. Yeah. yeah so anyway, you're, you're not I going did. viral. So for all those who are wondering, I did play one out out round right. My first shot, second shot. I told my buddy who was Zach Dowden. Oh, it was Zach. It was Zach. Oh, yeah, okay. He's a dog shit player, but he's fun. <laughs> Jeez, shout out Zach. Hopefully he doesn't Zach. hear this. Shout out Zach. So he's like, I got the camera work. So I'm like, all right, take this video. Which, I was, to uh, his credit, was really good. Very good. Yeah. I was 206, had a four-foot gap, front left pin. 
and I hit it. What and was I, it? Two what? Two oh six. Yeah. Hit a six iron, split the trees, and it, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so good. All of a sudden, Zach like zooms in and catches the ball on its way down, and uh, I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm like I have to send this in to like every golf. Like I don't care if it goes viral. I'm blowing these fuckers up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think cuss on this. Oh, dude, it went it went nuts. So I mean, can how it, many views? I four play had like a uh, hundred thousand. Maybe 120. Can anyone listening now, could they look it up somehow? Do yep. you know how they'd find on, it? So how Zyre, do you tag? What's the tag? So uh, Instagram is uh, at Gibson underscore Oliver. If you look it up on uh, Foreplay or Zyre Golf, it's on there. It was about a month ago. Um, but at this point, I mean, yeah, it was a while ago. I, I think it had north of like 800,000 views. It was That's electric. Awesome. I, was, I, I honestly was the first one to be like, did that happen on the first take or <laughs> it was my first try hey. through the trees. <laughs> it was my second shot because, Oh, okay. As like, Oh, a, respect as a golfer. You're like, all right, well, I'm gonna you, make you look the at the shot. You're like, play. well, I'm not going to split the fucking trees. Right. I'm going to hook it around and I put it in a bunker. I'll admit it, but it's like, <laughs> I'll admit it. It was fucking as deep. a golfer. You see this. Sh- if you see the shot, yeah. Like as a competitor, you're like, I'm going to hit this shot. It was Absolutely. so out there that you hit it on the second Speaking one. Speaking of that, yes. random <laughs> thought before I forget it. Don't you wish we had a camera crew or someone following us around? Because if someone would have got his putt today on the par three, that would have gone viral. Yeah. Talk oh, about Spencer I, Smith, I by the way. I hit the most incredible putt. Unbelievable. I hit Best three bogey of his life. Again. Probably the <laughs> seventh, eighth time of the day at this point. Unbelievable. And we had this gymming style putt straight up a fucking shoot. Couldn't see the hole. On a par three where the pin and was tucked back. And that's underselling it. It was unbelievable. I murdered the ball. I was already putting for bogey. I was out of the hole. I murdered it. It went up. I could see it on the fringe. It trickled back and all of a sudden went in the hole. Would have been viral. Unbelievable. Mitchell 100%. didn't have the camera 100% out. It's fine. Would. You know, I he didn't. I didn't. I don't make four footers. So why would I make a seventy footer <laughs> up a fucking entire? It might have been mountain? longer than that. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was a good putt. Uh, best bogey I've made. Well, I made two great bogeys. Today, Unreal. <laughs> I know. That one hole where we went live, if you guys saw that, everybody else hit a pretty decent, pretty good shot. And I chunked. <laughs> I hit a, a weed. It was a 99-yard. I hit a very good shot. Okay, a very good <laughs> shot. You made, you made two. It was a 99-yard par three. Oh, okay. Me. Congratulations. I hit my 60-degree, probably 58 yards into the fucking marsh. <laughs> Straight in the marsh. And then I was pissed off, and we were behind a slow group, so I dropped another one. I hit it to two feet. Not from the same spot. From about the same yardage, but much easier angle. And tapped in for bogey. So my tap-in bogeys today were precise. Electric. Just want to let you know that. And you said we were behind a slow group today. Can we get into that real quick? Because slow is such an understatement. We'll be here all night. (laughs) At the end of the day, the art of going viral is seizing the opportunity oh my gosh spencer no, you're, you're, did you're not see you're 100 correct i did hit a pretty great fucking chip shot off of a rough hill. i will say off camera Absolutely. spencer's putt was the best putt i have ever seen in my entire life it was oh, look at that oh my god it was no, mitch no. shut up he's your brother and you i know dude, i shot 84 fucking give me oh so my give, god. Him give, give him that give him that give me fucking something dude he shot 84 mitch at the yeah, end of the that, day, that, yes, I went I, viral. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think it was Spencer. 
I was like, somebody else just made that. I don't know who it was. God. <laughs> I, I let out a, like a tiger's tiger level masters type of roar. That was the golf gods. That was For all you first timer <laughs> recreational golfers, there are such things as golf gods. There oh, absolutely yeah, they'll are. they'll help you, they'll fuck you. I also have eight hundred thousand views on Instagram. Oh my god. Oh, see, we, we shouldn't, shouldn't have, have gone into it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said we shouldn't have gone into it because now we gotta hear about the we, rest. We of kinda it. mentioned this before we started the podcast and Alex or Oliver's girlfriend said, Please don't fucking mention this again. Yeah. So I guarantee you like he doesn't go to he, when he goes home at night he just views <laughs> his own. He's got it on loop. Yeah, and hey. he just he's counting the views as it goes. You know, up. you know, at his house. I'm gonna I'm plead the fifth. You know, if you go to his house right now, it's on a running loop on some kind of projector. Yeah, yeah a projector TV. on the front of yeah. just him hitting. His that dog show. is just watching it. Right? <laughs> his dog dude, is Bentley just eats that shit up. <laughs> and he, you know, hey, Mitch, he's like explaining it to Bentley too. So, like, see what I did here. He's like, so the first one, I hooked around the, <laughs> the right side because of Eight, logical. 800,000 views and, and 100,000 are bent. We, we were at 21 and a half feet of sea level. 22. Precisely. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we get out of here, we got to do our weekly segment. It's all, We do the Don't Be That Golfer. We got. It's always fun to have guests on and do this segment because... There's so many different views and things that annoy different people on the golf course. And whether you do this, maybe you should think twice about it. But uh, I'm going to let you guys start. Give me your uh, don't be that golfer for this week. We, Skins and I have kind of talked about it. We've had very similar ones. So. so my don't be that golfer is that, and I will back off a little bit because I was that guy tonight to a certain <laughs> extent. I Slow play is part of the game. And you have to, like, sometimes bite your tongue, swallow it, and just accept it. You do not stand on the golf tee with a club in your left hand and your feet crossed and with a hand on your hip, and you stare down the hole. You're talking about you, even if the yeah, group is slow as shit in front of that. you. And if, you did if, do that. If you did that the group in front of you is slow, you never stare down the hole. And I swear to God, if I catch anyone on that vibe, <laughs> I will fight. I will turn around. I will it's fight. It's a you. fight on sight. It fight is a it sight. is an etiquette thing. And tonight I did it. I'll be I'll be I'll take they were full blame for it. Two shots a hole. But well, per person. That goes into my don't be that golfer is just do not stare down the hole with your hand on your fucking hip, please. <laughs> On to Alec. <laughs> you done? Is it making you mad? I'm done. <laughs> making you mad, Skins? <laughs> I'm done. No, just to piggyback off that, and you guys can chime in here. Don't be that golfer or don't, don't be that group of golfers, especially if all four of you aren't that good or learning or beginning or whatever. Don't hold up the entire course behind you hitting two balls like Mitchie just said or playing so turtle pace slow that it's almost being disrespectful because you don't even it, it is disrespectful. Thank you. It's, it's because not even those close. guys it's today didn't even acknowledge our existence behind them and they couldn't have played any slower so don't be that group of golfers that if you're playing slow or you guys aren't that good or whatever, just let the group behind you pass but and the, let them move on I will say this for the the mercy of the new the new people that is like, if you are just getting into golf, 
make sure you know the etiquette rules. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. if you don't know the etiquette, you won't understand where we're coming from. Right, and then you might not know, and people think you're just being rude when you just don't really know. Yeah, so I would say understand etiquette first before you come out on this golf course because the game of golf is a very public sport. It's one I encourage. Yep. No matter where you're out in the country. Um Shout out Fossil Trace, Spring Valley. <laughs> you and that guy <laughs> in the Stone orange were going to throw hands. Yeah. That's he, a different subject. He, <laughs> another time for another day. Yeah. Just, just know, be respectful and be know respectful, the etiquette. Know the game. Yep. It's it's a very long standing game. So, so I'm going to piggyback on kind of both of these guys a little bit. But if your partner is in for a par and you've got a 10 footer. And I see you grinding over it. I'm going to be like, hey, dude, <laughs> are you setting the course record today? Right. Pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Like, you can hit it quick. Right. And if it goes in, then sure, count it as a par. But if you're not setting the course record. Just rake it away. Yeah. Just a quick Get rake. Get out of here. Quick rake will work. Quick rake. Yeah. Just scoop that shit up. Yep. But don't spend another 15 20, 30 seconds on a putt that doesn't matter. And then don't miss it, Mitchie, and then putt it again. <laughs> right? What? How many times do we see that today? Oh, my God. They would yeah. miss them and then pull them back, rake them back, and putt the same yeah, putt again. Exactly. It's like, how many times is that going to happen? <laughs> no shit. We're trying to catch up to the group. <laughs> no, we, we were on the group in front of us all day, but I just could not stand when we Don't saw wear guys orange on a golf course we, we saw <laughs> we saw guys in front of us that were hitting three or four putts it's like i saw a guy shank it three times in a row off the exact same tee yep yep and that is unacceptable spence what do you got if you're gonna shank it i'm sorry no, yeah. if you're going to shank it, shank it once. <laughs> don't read it. Yeah. Don't shank it don't, again. <laughs> don't shank it twice. No. Do you really want to redo that? And it's like, the same guys. And Skins was, Skins was going to say this. Don't be the same guys that wait for the people in front of them on par fives to go for it in two just to shank it. Yeah, like you hit you the know? drive 240 and right. you've got 310 <laughs> yards in. Don't wait. Like, till oh, I, if I catch this one. And then they hit it 50 yards. Right. Which I did that, too. So it's it's all relatable. But Spence, Spence what's yours? You, you don't wait. Close it out, Spence. So my don't be that golfer for that week, this week, that week. <laughs> that week. Too many trulies today. Yeah. But we were that golfer today. And don't be this guy. Well, we actually weren't. All of we us? No, kind of. Oh, shit. Don't be that golfer that's th literally the last one in after dark. And is playing golf till the, using their phones for a flashlight. You're just making the pro shop staff annoyed unless yep. you tip yep. well. Let me let me put which that we caveat did. in there. Put that in did. there. We, we tipped, tipped well. well. Yep. And we weren't even the last carts out, but nope. don't be those last carts out because that it's just like going into a restaurant when they close at nine o'clock at eight fifty eight and ordering <laughs> drinks and just chilling for an hour and a half while the bartender's cleaning the tables and literally vacuuming around you. Don't be that golfer that shows up when you when you show up at six o'clock and in the middle of the summer, play your nine holes, play your ten or eleven, then come in because I actually got a complaint once. They were like, "Can you turn make the sprinklers turn on later?" No, you did not. Yeah, hundred percent. And oh I was like, my. "No, no, 
the sprinklers turn on when the fucking sun goes down, when it gets dark, because at that point, everyone should be off the golf course. And I'm not saying you can't play and enjoy around and play as much no, as you can until dark, but, but there's, there's a other point. People. You have to think about other people. Have exactly. some fucking consideration. I feel like it's it's 2020 <laughs> and no one... We're still learning how to have consideration for people in this world. So there's somebody in the pro shop. There's some, There's a high school kid that's got to go home and do homework or go drink with his buddies. Whatever it may be at this point. But they want to go home. So don't be that person that's out past dark with their flashlight on. A, putting themselves in danger because they can't see shit. And making the pro shop staff stay late. Agreed. So, and if you are going to be that person, make sure you fucking tip well. Yeah, exactly. Tip the cart staff well. But that that's it. So... I think that wraps it up, boys. All right, boys. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Oliver at Oliver underscore Gibson. Gibson Yogi. underscore Oliver. Gibson Yogi. underscore Oliver on, on Instagram. Instagram. I deleted Twitter. He deleted Twitter. He's lame, but it's fine. We tried to tag him today. Couldn't do it. Alec, plug battles. yourself real quick. Alec Ramsey 10 on Alec, Twitter. Alec and Ramsey Instagram. 10 on Twitter. Follow these guys. They were awesome. Shout out have... to uh, Abro Spence and yeah, Abro Mitch guys. at DNBR Bar. They also are the pro and assistant pro at Spring Valley Golf Club. AKA Valley of Fun. Valley of Fun. The Valley of Fun. <laughs> Cannot thank you guys enough. You guys yeah. always are the greatest Appreciate host when you come boys. out here. You guys are. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yeah. we, we love showing you guys the Colorado Golf. And and you guys out there listening, if you. Uh, so you heard our, our promo earlier. You get $10 off the DNVR golf membership, but you also get 10% off. Anything at the dnvrlocker.com using our code BDE. So use that code. Get yourself 10% off. There's great Avs gear. There's great Nuggets gear. Great Rockies gear. Great uh, Broncos gear as well. Follow all of our, our accounts. DNVR underscore golf. I'm at Big Drive Spence. He's at Big Drive Mitch. We appreciate you guys listening. Give us a rating. If you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. If you're listening to it on Spotify, etc., Give us a rating. Hit us up. Let us know how you think we're doing. Whether that's terrible, whether that's great, let us know. Ratings help us grow this podcast, which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring you guys the beauty of Colorado golf. And uh, with that, I think uh, that's it for us tonight. We'll talk to you guys soon. We are out. Did you know electric vehicles put more strain on your tires because EVs are heavy and have more torque? At Discount Tire, we'd love to help match you with the perfect tire for your electric vehicle because we LV your EV. Buy and book online at DiscountTire.com.